Hi, I'm Lisa Prather, and welcome to The Voice of Health with our host, Dr. Robert Prather of The Prather Practice, where lives are changed every day through the natural approach to health care. We're going to start today and talk about, like we've been for almost a year now, the COVID-19 update. Dr. Prather, what changes on testing are happening for COVID-19? Well, what's happening is that the World Health Organization has come out with new standards for what qualifies as a positive COVID-19 test. So they've said that we're really getting way too many false positives and that we need to reevaluate it. So they've cut down on the positive test on what should be showing up. So we should actually on the numbers start showing a decline all across the world. And why is that? Because the parameters for a positive test have gone much, much higher. Mm. So we should see actually like a 40% drop. Mm-hmm. In, uh, 40%? The num- yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of what the numbers are, uh, what we're looking at. But it was right after the election mm-hmm. and right after they came out with a vaccination. That all of a sudden then... It was the day after the election. That the numbers dropped. That they changed the requirements, the parameters for the testing. Okay. Interesting, huh? Yeah, and and they sit there and they said, now this might look like this is kind of a setup or something along those lines, but they said, no, we just actually scientifically just now just came out with that. Mm-hmm. That uh, we're getting... Uh, so we should see actually the numbers starting to drop, but it's because of how we're testing, not because the vaccination or that President Biden was elected. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just interesting on the timing. Uh, Well, you know, and and that's one of the things that they said, uh, uh, this doesn't look good, but uh, we're uh, we're changing the parameters on what the testing is. It's not, in other words, not as many people were getting it as we thought they were. Okay. So, any other changes in methods of testing? Well, the Chinese also came out with a a startling announcement. Uh They said, really, that, you know, the nasal swabs aren't as accurate as anal swabs Mm -hmm. as a test. So, uh, not quite sure if that's going to be adopted in the United States, but it is now the standard in China. Anal testing. Yeah, what they're doing is anal swabs now instead of, I don't... Uh, you know, so we'll see if it takes off in the United States or not. I, I like to tell them where to stick it. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to have, drive-by anal? <laughs> that's, that's, that's not an image that we all want to think about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go on to schools. Are, okay. are the school closings, are, are they necessary? No. As a matter of fact, the Center of Disease Control said that that's completely unnecessary and actually counterproductive for the health and well-being of the children. There really isn't a lot of contagion that actually occurs and it doesn't really spread and children aren't really at risk. So really the whole idea of uh, closing the schools and closing that down is totally against the scientific model that they're actually putting together that it's actually a, uh, a worthless type of thing to do. And so it's more of a political, definitely uh, politics has to do with the closing of the schools. And uh, it's uh, really we should have all the schools open and really even uh, up through college. 
really none of the school systems should be uh, closed. And a lot of parents who have uh, been inconvenienced and trying to do school at home and all the kids who have fallen behind, now you tell us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, again, that's, that's what we're kind of finding out is what's working and what's not. And again, it was, uh, they, they pretty well had said that, but they've really come out strongly and say, hey, we've said don't close the schools and you guys are still close, closing the schools because of political pressure. Mm. Uh, don't do that. But we're actually causing more harm than we're actually helping. And really there's, you know, it makes absolutely no difference on how the COVID-19 is being spread. So stop it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if uh, and you who's can, saying this Center of Disease Control Central. and the World Health Organization said, hey, this is this is actually become we're actually causing a lot of harm health wise and uh, developmentally and socially mm-hmm. uh, with this whole process. And uh, for all those parents who had to stay home with their kids during this this time or have all these types of things going on, homeschooling and. Uh, e-learning. e-learning and it has all been a total waste of effort along those lines mm-hmm. interesting well, let's talk about the rna vaccines are they a revolution in vaccinations well that's what they're saying this is the uh, first vaccination that came out as an rna type of a uh, vaccination and that was one of the reasons that it was able to come out so quickly because what you're doing is you're not uh, taking the vir- the DNA virus and then putting it into the vaccination. But now you're getting RNA. And RNA doesn't keep you from getting the infection. What it does, what it's supposed to do is boost your immune system. So it really starts to change how your body responds. And that's something that they're hoping to make a vaccination for a lot of the diseases that are out there, malaria, dengue, all those different types of things, mm-hmm. and be able to make quick uh, vaccinations, it actually changes how your body responds. So it actually changes the, the basis of how your body actually works. So, and of course, this is one of the things that they've come on and said, well, you know, this is changing the DNA and how the body works. And we don't really know what kind of ramifications it has. Uh, the vaccines right now. The vaccinations, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're kind of saying the people who are actually developing, like Bill Gates and all those are extremely excited about this, mm-hmm. that it would be a, a real answer on boosting the immune system of people, changing them into a stronger, healthier group. The uh, RNA. The yeah. RNA vaccinations and something that they're very, want to get everybody done with. So they're working on that right now. Well, they've actually got the, this is the first one. This mm-hmm. is kind of like the test one. Okay. And then they're hoping to actually come out with quite a few other ones that are along those lines. And one of the things is that when a uh, new infection comes along, then uh, that is something that uh, they would be able to make a vaccination rather quickly, uh, much quicker than what they had before. Mm-hmm. And it could be revolutionary in healthcare. But again, we're at the very beginnings of it. And uh, there are people who are actually saying, uh, well, you know, we don't really know what does this mean because you are changing a lot of the basic function of the, the human body on a genetic basis. Mm. So, again, you know, excitement, but a word of caution, and uh, we'll wait and see and see what happens. Wait and see, yeah. So, everybody has this question. I have this question. When will we get back to normal? I know put those in quotations, normal. Yes, they do not uh, expect 2021 to go back to normal. 
They're hoping for 2022, probably in the spring. So uh, this is something that will be playing out for a while. Now, our response to it is what we will see whether we change our response. We are learning as we go. We have found that the uh, school closings are uh, ineffective. Now, if you're getting lockdowns from other countries and the spread of it, mm-hmm. that does make a difference. Like New Zealand, they were they are out in the ocean, and if they keep anybody from coming in, then at, that actually works pretty well. But there hasn't been a huge statistical difference on the countries that locked down ex- extremely mm-hmm. and those that didn't lock down at all. In their numbers and COVID In their numbers, cases. yeah. Really, Sweden, there was really no difference between here and the United States. And Sweden didn't lock down anything. They didn't close any restaurants. They didn't close anything. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't really... Uh, and, you know, statistically, it's maybe 2 maybe 3%, which there can be statistical error on that. So, again, you know, with a whole school closing, we absolutely 100% know that that was damaging. That mm-hmm. caused a lot more harm with really no benefit. That was a very poor choice. On the lockdowns, that is also something that the jury is out on. We don't have enough data. But uh, the evidence on that is, uh, for the United States, it probably didn't make any difference and put 30 million people out of work Mm -hmm. and uh, a huge amount of uh, uh, problems and suffering. So we'll see what, uh, what we actually come up with on that and what the verdict is. Now, what about a next pandemic? What... Ah, uh, yes. I don't uh, even want to ask that question. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, we've got the uh, two different types of new COVID-19 out there. Uh, we've got the uh, UK, we've got the South African, and we've got the Brazil. Mm-hmm. And uh, each of those, uh, they have actually come up with a conclusion that they are more contagious and more deadly. Mm-hmm. And then there is the pig coronavirus that could go into the human population. That was found in China. Well, it's found in China, which is actually more contagious and more deadly. And then there's also a new strain of flu that has been found in China. Mm. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, that that wasn't... You got any good news? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are learning quite a bit, you know, on what works and what doesn't. And, uh, you know, I mean, this is what it comes down to. You know, when we're talking about this whole COVID-19, again, it's important to remember that 26% of the people are completely immune to it. You know, that there's really no problems. 40% get it and show no symptoms. Mm. We have 20% who have mild or moderate symptoms. And then it's really 14% of the population that is at risk. And 14% of the population is at risk for uh, most of these pandemics. You know, what do you do to keep from getting into that 14%? Well, you take care of yourself. You know, you take care of your vitamins. You know, you keep your health, your minerals. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about. Yes, when we come back, we're going to talk about our supplements necessary. So we'll be right back. You can win a free 60-minute massage in a relaxing spa at the Prather Practice. Each month, we have a drawing to give away a free massage to one of our lucky Facebook and Twitter fans. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter on our website at thevoiceofhealthradio.com. This is The Voice of Health with Dr. Robert Prather. The Voice of Health Wellness Tip featuring rapid release technology. 
What professionals out there use the rapid release technology? It was invented by a chiropractor, and chiropractors actually are really quite innovative and have come up with quite a few devices. So chiropractors obviously were the first ones to start using it. Physical therapists, occupational therapists, massage therapists are also using it. Athletic trainers, NFL, NFL, NBA. NBA, NHL. PGA. So it's very important for sports. A lot of Olympic athletes are using that to maintain the function of their body. So for sports, for recovery, even after surgeries, headache clinics are using it. I've even taken the softer head over someone's cranium and that back occiput area. Sure. And you know, we have sutures in our skull and work the sutures with it. The headache people just love that. You just see people kind of drifting off. Uh-huh. So during the treatment, if you're not careful, I mean, people are just going to fall asleep on you. That's all right. TMJ, using that small head. Yeah, and temporomandibular joint syndrome can be very, very devastating to people. Getting that under control can really help out. One of the things that's very interesting is that we used it for people with depression even. One of the things that occurs with depression, pain can kind of kick that off. And then also the levator scapula. As you release that, then all of a sudden people can start breathing. Those are up in the the neck area, that upper back. We call those the tension muscle Mm -hmm. headaches. Getting that release can actually change people's anxiety levels and decrease their depression levels. Relax muscles and release aches, pains, and tension through rapid-release high-speed vibration therapy. Experience the benefits of rapid-release therapy by scheduling an appointment at the Prather Practice. And to purchase your own, go to our website at thevoiceofhealthradio.com. Click on the rapid-release banner and enter code PRATHER for a $100 discount available to the Voice of Health radio listeners. Through the end of January, Rapid Release is offering a very special discount for just $995. That's a $500 discount on the regular price. A special message from the DTS Weight Loss Center at the Prather Practice. Are you tired of making the same weight loss resolution only to end up right back where you started? Let the professionals at DTS Weight Loss Center take all the frustration out of dieting. Our nutritionists and wellness coaches know what works for every body type and can develop a plan specific to your needs throughout your medically supervised program. Make the change by visiting us online at DTSWeightLossCenter.com. Dedicate. Transform. Succeed. When you call the Prather Practice to schedule your appointment at our DTS Weight Loss Center, mention the Voice of Health radio show and you'll receive a free initial consultation plus a free body composition analysis. 317-848-8048. That's 317-848-8048. The DTS Weight Loss Center at the Prather Practice. Dedicate, transform, succeed. And I'm feeling You're listening to The Voice of Health with Dr. Robert Prather of The Prather Practice, the most comprehensive wellness center in the Midwest. Well, we're concluding our new year, new you, with the topic of supplementation. Are supplements necessary? And we're, we're going to talk about the importance of that with the COVID-19 and these pandemics because... Right. The healthier you are, the more you can resist. 
And the studies are coming out is basically the people who have good vitamin and mineral levels mm-hmm. are the people who are not getting it at all. Yeah. You know, people are sitting there and say, well, how do I get into that 26%? What the information is, World Health Organization, CDC, are both saying that keeping your nutrition uh, levels up is the uh, difference on that. So take control of your own health, not depending upon politicians and all the other types of things. I shouldn't have a politician take care of my health. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that, that's what they think they should be able to do. They think they can take care of everything else mm-hmm. and make all your decisions for you. Mm. Take control of your own life and, and your own health and your own well-being, and this is the way to do it. So, Dr. Prather, are supplementations necessary? Absolutely, and, and this isn't just Dr. Prather saying that. This is the World Health Organization and the Center of Disease Control. Mm-hmm. One of the things that they have found is that the main push, matter of fact, the number one push for the CDC and the World Health Organization is how to get the vitamins and minerals into people's diets. So they have required, by law, to put certain uh, vitamins and minerals into uh, different types of food groups so that people can actually up their intake so that they can meet at least a, a minimum requirement to keep people from dying from different types of diseases. So they have certain vitamins and minerals that they've required to put into our diet. That's why they uh, required iodine to be put into our salt. That's why they put folic acid in uh, mm-hmm. all sorts of different types of uh, food groups, B6. Vitamin D. Vitamin D, vitamin A. So they are requiring different types of vitamins and minerals to go into the diet because they're trying to save people's lives. And they say that uh, really this is where uh, health can really be changed around on a very basic level. You know, they're pushing on the uh, vaccinations, but if people were properly had proper nutrition, vaccinations wouldn't be necessary. Can I repeat that? Mm -hmm. If people had proper nutrition, vaccinations would not be necessary. The reason that vaccinations are necessary is because people are nutritionally deficient and they are very susceptible then to diseases that come through. So really, if we emphasize on that and use the uh, trillions of dollars that are spent and, and actually then we're actually healthy and we're truly, truly then protected from diseases, uh, diseases and chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So you hear a lot from new patients coming in. Well, my doctor says um, supplements aren't necessary. Are you hearing that a lot? I am hearing that quite a bit and I've been just shocked Mm-hmm. that a healthcare professional would actually say that because that goes against every scientific research out there mm-hmm. that shows that this is really the basis of health. And w- the problem is is that the, uh, the pharmaceutical companies uh, are in charge of our healthcare education, literally. And uh, they have uh, one course that they go through through medical school in nutrition. And it's a very, very poor course. Oh, so the medical doctor has one course on nutrition. One course on nutrition. So when I call him up and say, now you said that this, you know, what do you know about what I'm doing? Well, I don't know anything about it. That's why I told my my patient not to to do it because I don't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. And that uh, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, that's just ignorance on top of stupidity. Right, if we uh, put something into our body, it, right. yeah, and it doesn't affect our body. 
Right. It has no be uh, bearing on any type of... And what it is, it's just uh, showing up that they really lack any type of understanding of what's going on and uh, the basic uh, needs of getting the body where it should be. Pharmaceuticals are not designed to improve your health. Mm -hmm. uh, pharmaceuticals are there to help with symptomatology. Uh, very important, we have a division that we really look at in healthcare. 80% of all healthcare should be structure function, in which uh, supplementation of uh, your diet is a big part, of, is a huge part of that, uh, and is acknowledged on that, which actually improves your health. Mm -hmm. And then you have disease care, which should be 20% of the healthcare market. Because what's happening there is you have a crisis, and you need to get the crisis under control. And the best thing for that is pharmaceuticals. So all diseases should be treated with pharmaceuticals, but it has no claims to try to actually improve the situation. You're never going to get over a disease process. It's to control it, to keep the symptoms under control until you can go back, find the underlying causes, get the body stronger, so then you no longer have the disease and no longer need the pharmaceuticals. Mm. And that's really the mm -hmm. proper way that healthcare should be done. We're not talking about eliminating either one of those, but we need to look at this in a rational, non-political type of way and non-financial type of way. Because one of the things is that the pharmaceutical companies have really promoted and, and uh, put out that information so that more and more people are dependent upon pharmaceuticals. They're corporations and all they're interested in is their bottom line. Mm -hmm. And we do need to rein in the pharmaceuticals and their influence over the healthcare professionals and over the the discussions on media and news and inf information out there. Right. Yeah. Not letting them control our healthcare. Right. Right now, yeah. our even our social media and uh, the news that is actually uh, being put out there is being controlled by a few or fewer number of people who do not necessarily have our best in mind. Mm-hmm. Aren't we the only country, too, that allows the pharmaceutical companies to advertise? On TV, yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other countries think that's crazy because that should not be a decision that people are making. That should be a decision that's uh, made by your doctor in, co in coordination with your pharmacist. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it really had a, a huge impact on the amount of pharmaceuticals uh, that were sold. Once they started that, they had a 40% increase in the number of pharmaceuticals that were sold. Wow. And one of the biggest disease things that are actually going on that is, according to the CDC, is polypharmacy. Once you go over uh, four pharmaceuticals, if you are taking five pharmaceuticals, you are now into polypharmacy. Because now, because of the chemical combinations, well, nobody has any idea what's happening to your body. Uh, you should never, ever, 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 uh, should I repeat that? Ever, mm -hmm. ever, ever, be over on any more than four pharmaceuticals because at that point, you have no idea what you're getting into and what kind of effects is happening in your system. Yeah. And that is something that is happening, never happened when I first started out from school, but now is happening on a regular basis as we're taking the uh, intake from our patients so many uh, basically have the disease that we put down of polypharmacy. Mm. And that has to change. We have to relook at this whole thing. We have to stop the pharmaceuticals from uh, companies from being able to advertise on TV. That should be something that is medically decided, scientifically decided on which pharmaceuticals you should be on, not in the patient's hands through the advertisements. Mm -hmm. Makes complete sense.
why are supplements needed? Well, again, what supplementation is, and people think that it's something else, but basically it's food. Uh, these are under the uh, under the umbrella of the FDA as looking as food groups, and uh, it's. Uh, I have people sit there and say, "Well, do I need to take all these pills? Can I just eat? You know, get it from food?" And I sure. I said, "Sure. Let me write out what you need to do to uh, accomplish that." So I need you to eat uh, uh, ten ounces of liver a day. And yeah, I, you probably already. <laughs> That's all you <laughs> had to do. <laughs> And then, you know, with how much broccoli, how much all this type of thing, and then you'll probably uh, might get your nutritional needs for that. And so I write it all out, and uh, they all laugh and, and think that's real funny and say, oh, I'll take the pills. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just to get the nutrition into your system. This isn't really a, uh, it's concentrated foods. Uh, and there's there's reasons why we need to concentrate, get it into your system. Uh, we get them uh, grown from organic places and uh, why that is uh, necessary because uh, we're trying to get that into your, your system. And what I really appreciate and like that we do at the Prather practice is the diagnostics, you yes. know, so we, we know exactly what We are what guessing on what you need. We know mm -hmm. what you need. Yeah, where you're lacking and right. um, there's, it's not like going into a vitamin store and picking. Yeah, and, and I, I can understand because a lot of people are, are wasting their uh, money mm -hmm. because they're taking things, and you can actually be causing more harm than good. Right. Uh, you know, zinc, uh, people sit there and say, well, should I be taking zinc? And I said, well, let's test it. They say, well, you know, I've heard that it's important. I said, but, you know, if you take too much zinc without different types of things, you could be uh, reducing your copper is one one thing. Mm -hmm. You know, so... It's all homeostasis. It's all homeostasis. And the body's the hero. Yeah, okay. and it's a balance. Mm -hmm. All right, when we come back, more on supplementation isn't necessary. Listen to the Voice of Health Radio on your smartphone or tablet on all of the top radio apps available. TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can find these apps and more on our website at thevoiceofhealthradio.com. This is The Voice of Health with Dr. Robert Prather. Laughter is the best medicine. I went off one no-carb diet. A Girl Scout came to the door. She had cookies. I said, oh... I think you're going to win the trip to Washington this year. <laughs> this will be fine for now. Go back and get the rest of the troop. The Voice of Health Minute with Dr. Robert Prather of the Prather Practice. If you eat like a king for breakfast, a queen for lunch, and a popper for supper, then you're actually going to automatically lose weight. And that is something that has been proven true. When you eat your breakfast, you set your metabolism rate for the rest of the day. That is also when you have the most digestive enzymes at work. A king eats a lot of protein, meat, eggs. A queen is going to be a little bit more sensible, a lot of vegetables, a lot of color, greens, a little bit of meat. Now, poppers can't afford meat. 
a nice stir-fry with some rice in there, beans, all those types of things. Mm-hmm. So eating more like a pauper is a very good way to end up the day. You aren't trying to digest meat because at 3 o'clock, your ability to actually digest meat is gone. Schedule your appointment at The Prather Practice, 317-848-8048. The Prather Practice, restoring hope. Are you experiencing muscle pain or tightness anywhere on your body? Try the Rapid Release Therapy Pro 2. The Pro 2 is a targeted high-speed vibration therapy device used by medical professionals to quickly relieve a wide variety of aches and pains on their patients, as well as themselves, their friends, and their families. Safe, effective, and easy to use, this professional quality medical device uses a patent treatment head with five built-in heads, giving you the versatility to treat small bony services, such as fingers, wrists, and ankles. Powerful enough to quickly relax the tightest hips on professional athletes and everything in between. Unlike the low-speed percussive devices, Rapid Release Therapy delivers for sensitive areas like joints, neck, and ankles safely and comfortably and provides the raw power your larger muscle groups need. Go to our website at thevoiceofhealthradio.com. Click on the Rapid Release banner and enter code PRATHER for a $100 discount for the Voice of Health Radio listeners. Through the end of January, Rapid Release is offering a very special discount for just $995. That's a $500 discount on the regular price. I'm Lisa Prather, and you're listening to The Voice of Health with Dr. Robert Prather of The Prather Practice, where we get to the root cause of your health issue. Well, we're concluding our series on the new year, new you, and we're talking about supplementation. Is it necessary? And um, we were talking about, just before we went to break, why supplementation, you know, why supplements are necessary. Sure. Um, what we do with Well, them. I mean, one thing that's interesting is Fauci supplements. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. So it, it's all, you know, you, we have to put that all in perspective. I just wish he would talk about that a little actually, more. Actually, he has. Has he? Yeah. Okay. He's Good. actually said, yeah, I, I have some basic stuff. Because they sit there and said, you know, uh, uh, you know, Dr. Fauci, you know, uh, uh, you know, what do you think about all this this hype out there on supplementation? And, you know, uh, and they were expecting him to sit there and say, oh, that's all hogwash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, uh, he says, oh, no. He says, uh I want to, you know, be able to fight this too. So I'm taking some uh, uh, definite things to help prevent me from uh, getting the COVID-19. And if I do catch it, that it would just uh, lower the uh, the risks associated with that. He says, "Oh no," he says, "I'm I'm I'm right with him. Mm-hmm. The science is there. The science is there. Yes. So let's talk about um, soil. Something um, that's kind of depleted here in Indiana, we're depleted of iodine. How important is soil to nutrition? Well, if you don't have it in the soil, then you don't get it into the uh, the plants and, and doesn't get into the animals. I mean, is it possible for us, because of our soil and the environment and, and the um, genetic modified foods, you yes. know, to, to get everything we need? No. No, unfortunately, to get the, uh, to get minimum, yes, uh, to get to be able to operate, uh, but to have a uh, 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 a well-run body, uh, absolutely not. Uh, 
Uh, and just naturally, there were places where uh, the soil was uh, uh, depleted, uh, like iodine here in the Midwest. Uh, that's why they called it the goiter belt, is because uh, iodine was very much lacking in the soil. Uh, zinc, uh, missing that in the soil. So there's a lot of different types of areas in the world, even before we started with everything, that there was a, a lack of certain type of uh, nutrients. And then uh, we have depleted the soil because we haven't really renewed it. Uh, they put in the minimum to make plants grow, but not really the maximum to make a healthy plant, which therefore doesn't uh, then translate into healthy animals and healthy humans. And then uh, on top of that, they're using uh, herbicides and pesticides uh, on the plants, which actually stresses the plants, which uh, then lowers the uh, nutritional value. And then also they are engineering and modifying the plants. And the, the plants uh, could not, where the plant, where you used to have beans that could grow on their own, uh, without uh, being specially taken care of, the beans don't grow on their own anymore. They're not strong enough. In other words, they couldn't survive if it wasn't that uh, we made everything work for them. And then we've reduced the fiber, so we've, we've reduced, we've really changed tremendously on the food that we've eaten, more for convenience and production and taste than we have with any idea of what is necessary for the human body. We have not been thinking about nutrition. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you, you brought up fiber. Um, why is fiber the most important nutrient? Well, the most uh, important nutrient. Yes, and uh, people are always surprised about that. If you want to change the health of an in, uh, individual the most, is get their fiber levels up. Mm -hmm. And that's because there's a, uh, there's a balance between firmicutes and bacteriodes, uh, bacteria in your gut. And that, that and balance... And Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, there's a balance of, of flora in your gut. Okay. And uh, one flora uh, helps to break down fiber, but it also is very critical to get the nutrients into your body. A bacteria, uh, the other one, is actually to try to get calories into your body. And if we look at the average balance between uh, in the American gut right now that we've been testing, is that it should be 50-50, and what we're finding is it's at least 96% bacterials and only 4% from our cooties. Mm -hmm. So even if you're taking in if you're taking in all the nutritional, you're actually getting 50% less nutrients than you should if you had a balanced gut flora. And what determines that is how much fiber you're taking in. Because we don't take in a lot of fiber, then uh, the pharmacutes, uh, the, the, the type of bacteria, actually starts to decrease. And we've taken in so little fiber into our diet. Whereas uh, if you go back to uh, the 19, uh, anything but before 1945, uh, almost everybody had about a 50-50 split. So they could actually get more nutrients from the food that they ate. Now we've cut down on the nutrients and we've, we've cut down on the nutrients by 50% and we've increased the caloric intake 50% even though you're eating the exact same thing, which we're not. A lot of your um, patients on fiber supplementation? Yes. We really look at trying to get the fiber up because that actually helps with the absorption of the nutrients and actually cuts down on the caloric intake. That's also one of the major reasons on why people are obese and getting more obese is because we're losing more and more fiber. 
really fiber would be one of uh, fiber is the number one supplemented uh, uh, food that we should actually be taking in interesting yeah and I I know we have more than one type of fiber there's what works yes. for one person might not work for another um, and if you know it's really hard to find things high in fiber you know um, it is mm-hmm but very important very important that you eat a high fiber diet okay. that's why they always sit there and say people who have a plant-based diet it is one of the biggest difference so as they've gone to all what they call the blue zones where people live a long time mm-hmm. uh, one of the, uh, the, the standard type of thing is they eat a high fiber diet mm-hmm. well let's talk about well and also we use a diagnostic and, and we did a radio show about three weeks ago on our diagnostics mm-hmm. so we won't spend a lot of time on it but the stool kit um, that we do really shows the health of the gut right. It's very important very important mm-hmm. to understand that because you need to be able to uh, absorb the nutrients so we would actually f- oftentimes see that uh, people uh, weren't getting bile into their mm. into their GI kit and uh, into their into their stomach and intestines and if you don't get your bile in there then you can't absorb the fatty acids so you're not absorbing the vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E and vitamin K. So you know there's a tremendous amount that goes into understanding this type of thing and so first off one of the main things that we have to do is get the bile flowing which we have a lot of different ways of doing that. Uh, Nutrients that have been around for uh, thousands of years because they've realized that before to get that going into the into the gut and then you're actually going to absorb it so oftentimes you can even supplement and still not be able to get the nutrients it's just interesting how far we've come in technology you know um, in the world and yet where we're at with nutrition well and and that's something that you know uh, it, it to be honest with you, I mean, the vaccinations are great, and, and you know, that that's especially for those who are weak in conditions. Mm-hmm. But w- how much better to Im- uh, if we could be spending all that money and, and figuring out how to improve our health and improve our diet and make it a, a much healthier type of... Get the people healthier. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about sugar. We're talking about fiber. Why is sugar so bad? Well, sugar is an empty calorie. So one of the basic things that you're trying to do is if you can get your nutrient level up as high as it can and the caloric intake uh, as low as possible, uh, that's when you get the best working engine, uh, you know, which is mm-hmm. your body. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you want to be uh, healthy, what you do is you cut down on the amount of calories and, inclu- and increase your nutrients. And that's one of the things that supplementation really doesn't have any calories in it. It's purely nutrients. That's why they're good for you. Mm, that's, that's a good way to advertise. No calories. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, uh, so, you know, trying to get that type of a balance. And sugar is nothing but calories. And it depletes. So it will actually pull down your vitamins and minerals that you need to operate. So it actually takes away and we have replaced the amount in other words the amount of fiber that we used to eat is now how much sugar we 
now mm. eat and how much sugar we used to eat is how much fiber we have to eat and we've completely switched the whole process on that we need to reverse it and it, it we're taking in way too much sugar into our diet and it's all added into the system and the bad thing about this is that was uh, a policy of the United States government after World War, War II, II yeah. to in, to make that type of a change because we had too skinny of a men to actually be able to carry a backpack. Mm. So, and we're still continuing that same nutritional pattern. That needs to change. It needs to change. Okay. When we come back, more on supplements. Are they necessary? We'll be right back. Never miss an episode of The Voice of Health so that you can stay informed and empowered about your health. Get a podcast of our show automatically delivered to you every week by signing up for our show on iTunes. You can find that link on our website at thevoiceofhealthradio.com. And don't forget, thevoiceofhealthradio.com has complete archives of all of our past episodes with an audio library of information to help you add more life to your years and more years to your life. This is The Voice of Health with Dr. Robert Prather. The Voice of Health Wellness Tip with Dr. Robert Prather of the Prather Practice. I consider the blood work to be the blueprint to your health. And we've had several different radio programs on that and talked about how important it is to have a at least a yearly uh, complete blood test to find out where you are. Uh, it, the blood is the life force of the body. And it gives a, an amazing uh, chemical uh, picture of where you are with your health and can actually pick up all the different types of diseases that could be going on. So having a thorough blood test is one of the most important things and is recommended by everyone to make sure that your health is up to where it should be and can actually pick up any type of disease process before it becomes a, a major factor. So having a good blood test, a good thorough blood test, is one of the most important things that you can possibly have. Uh, one of the things that I implemented uh, when I started my practice was a blood test that uh, could actually cover any type of problem that was actually developed that someone could actually experience. So we came up with a profile, we gave it to the labs, but they said, wow, that's a pretty good profile. Uh, do you mind if we offer that to uh, other people? And mm -hmm. I said, uh, no, no, that would, that would be fine, you know, because I feel that that's, that's something that could be very useful. And uh, they named it the Prather Profile. <laughs> so I've actually met with uh, other doctors before and talked to them and said, you're Dr. Prather, are you the Prather of the Prather Profile? profile. <laughs> and I said, yeah. Because, you know, they get a list of different profiles. And uh, so it's actually now a, a, a national profile. Uh, so we actually have 52 different lab tests that are actually included in this profile. Uh, it covers everything from A to Z. In other words, any disease process that you could possibly have in your body, that will be covered by this particular blood test. So uh, it is something that uh, should be done by everyone from no matter how young you are to no matter how old you are, at least once a year to see what your health is. If you have a problem, this will actually pick it up. And one of the nice things about that is it is actually covered by insurance. So very excellent way of actually finding out where you are. And if there are any hidden types of problems that are going on, this will actually show it up. 
Schedule your appointment at the Prather Practice, 317-848-8048. That's 317-848-8048. Or learn more on our website at thevoiceofhealthradio.com. The Prather Practice, restoring hope. It's a beautiful day. You're listening to The Voice of Health with Dr. Robert Prather of The Prather Practice, where our mission is restoring hope to our patients. Well, we're concluding our series on New Year, New Year. New Year, New You. (laughs) 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 I want a double New Year. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, you're ready to go. I'm already in. (laughs) Yeah, when I said there are things will be over in 2022, you were ready to go there. (laughs) (laughs) So was everybody else. (laughs) You're right. But we're talking about our supplements necessary. We felt it really important, you know, to, especially with what's going on with the COVID-19, you know, because the healthier you are. um, The more protected you are. Matter of fact, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, if you really get healthy, get your nutrition up, you're you're really not at risk at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that can happen. And that's why we've been real busy during this time. Yeah. People want to be healthy be healthy well what are the most common nutritional deficiencies well according to the center of disease control the number one is vitamin b6 mm. which has a lot to do with neurologic neurology neurology yeah yeah uh second one is iron in females uh one of the interesting things is we had a situation where uh we had one of the coaches with uh one of the uh, uh cross-country runners for uh, Zionsville, mm-hmm. and uh, I said, uh, you know, well, she actually is qualifies for a, um, a transfusion, iron transfusion. So I said we need to get her iron up, and we got her iron up, and her grades really popped in, and uh, how well she was uh, doing just went right through the roof. Wow. And uh, I sit there and I says, now almost every young lady who is uh, in teenage years who is doing athletics is probably uh, is iron deficient. Mm-hmm. And, they, and she was actually helping to coach, the mom was, uh, the uh, Zionsville track, you know, yeah. on, along those lines. And that uh, they, uh, they actually sit there and uh, had all the, the Zionsville cross-country girls tested for iron and they were all anemic. All anemic. Mm. All anemic. And they actually got their iron up, and then they actually qualified for state that year. Interesting. It was the first time that wow. they actually moved right on up. And also, the, uh, quite a few of them were on uh, Concerta and different types of things for being able to concentrate. And all and they all were able to go off of them. Wow. Because it Just makes such a big difference. Right. So if you're a young lady who's actually doing uh, athletics, uh, you're going to be iron deficient. If you're a woman uh, during the menstrual years and you're actually doing a lot of uh, exercise, you're probably iron deficient. So get that checked. So that's one of the things. So you said B6, iron. Iron and and women. Vitamin D, Mm -hmm. and especially the darker your skin, the more likely you are to be uh, vitamin D deficient. Uh, So, and uh, if you have a really dark skin, then you're probably guaranteed to be vitamin D deficient. Uh, Vitamin C. Uh, deficiency. Uh, vitamin B12 uh, is the next one. And then uh, vitamin A, 
vitamin E and folate. Mm. So those are the big ones that they say that as they test people, because uh, they did a, a, a big testing across the United States and said those are the most common one and that's the order of the deficiency that they actually found. That's real interesting. B6, number one. Number one. Mm. And uh, like carpal tunnel. Uh, we've uh, had people who were diagnosed with carpal tunnel. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we do some manipulation, things like that, but we also put them on B6. And oftentimes the B6 actually solves carpal tunnel hmm. on a regular basis. Also very important for sciatic and other types of nerve pains. Uh, they, uh, people actually respond quite well. And then also for uh, some anxiety helps out too. Yeah, interesting. But, but vitamins and supplements aren't needed. <laughs> Then you look at this. Yeah, and it the is. Center of Disease Control says absolutely they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, you know, they got to start a campaign about about this. Uh, actually, they do. Do they? Yeah, they they are trying to uh, get the information out to the uh, physicians, mm-hmm. and uh, the Center of Disease Control actually has a big campaign to try to uh, improve the nutrition of and health of the the uh, American population because they say it really. Uh, you know, it's really a, a crisis situation. Right. Yeah, we talked last week on um, fat, body fat, and, um, you know, the statistics were... Well, also, as you become obese, your ability to absorb nutrients decreases quite yeah. dramatically. Mm-hmm. So anyone who's obese is going to be nutritionally deficient, and it's very difficult to lose weight if you are nutritionally deficient, because then the body can't process the fat properly. So can nutritional deficiencies cause disease? Uh, Yes. Uh, So uh, we know, of course, on the infections, but we've talked about all the different types of, uh, uh, I mean, certain diseases are completely nothing but um, uh, nutritional deficiencies, pellagra, beriberi, uh, rickets, uh, you know, just on and on and on, scurvy. But also all infections are uh, increased because of nutritional deficiencies, but also all chronic diseases. According to the American Cancer Society, 65% of all cancers are based on because of a nutritional deficiency. Uh, cardiovascular disease. Uh, almost all cardiovascular disease is, comes from nutritional deficiencies. So as we are looking at this, not only are we talking about uh, the uh, infectious rate and some of the the obvious types of nutritional uh, uh, diseases that are associated with that, but all the chronic diseases that are hitting the American population is basically based upon nutritional deficiencies that we have. Mm -hmm. Now, who's at most risk for nutritional deficiencies? Uh, the people who are most at risk, uh, number one, is pregnant women. Mm-hmm. So pregnancy takes an awful lot. To make a baby, you need a lot of nutrients. So as we're checking out uh, women who are pregnant, uh, nutritional deficiencies are uh, always there. That's why they say you have to take prenatal vitamins. Mm-hmm. And like acids are important. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, most women do not take prenatal vitamins during the time that they're pregnant. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that, that needs to be changed. Only about 20% of the women who are pregnant will take a prenatal vitamin. Really? Yes. Hmm. So, shocking, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's not really emphasized for them. So one, they should be taking prenatal vitamins. But even more importantly, what we do with our patients is we do a very thorough check to see what they're nutritionally deficient on. Mm-hmm. 
And then we supplement according through mm-hmm. blood work, through hair analysis, through different types of means of finding out really what is actually going on and then specifically target it so that they have as healthy and happy and intelligent child as possible. Iodine uh, is one of the major factors as a woman is, pre- is pregnant on whether how smart the child's going to be. Mm-hmm. Cognitive thinking comes from iodine. So uh, there's a tremendous amount uh, that goes through that. So pregnant women, uh, babies, uh, and young uh, children are also most uh, probably uh, have nutritional deficiencies. Older people, uh, almost everyone as, th- as you age, your ability for your body to work, so nutritional deficiencies. Many of the signs and problems that we sit there and say, oh, you know, I'm just old. It's from nutritional deficiencies, not because you're old. Mm-hmm. It's because you're nutritionally deficient in several different things that a lot of the things that actually occurred. Also, people who have different types of stressors in their life, whether obesity, whether they're going through cancer, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, uh, you have a higher nutritional needs than uh, than the average person. So any type of chronic disease, autoimmune disease, you're always going to be nutritionally deficient. Interesting. So real quickly, what tests should be done to determine nutritional needs? Uh, nutritional needs, uh, there should be a thorough blood test. Uh, we can do, uh, you know, just to see how the organs are working and what needs to be uh, improved. Uh, we should be doing uh, testing to find out specifically on the nutrients, which we can actually do, just like the CDC mm-hmm. did a test to find out. Uh, and we actually find that the CDC numbers are pretty accurate here That's on true. the ranking of the uh, deficiencies. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, hair analysis, mm-hmm. uh, GI stool kit to find out how things are processing. Uh, the reason that you may be so low on all your fat-soluble vitamins is because uh, you're not getting bile into your uh, gut. So improving that and getting that working. So you have to get the mechanisms going along those lines. But testing is the way to do and find out really where it needs to be done. And that's the best way because as we then can actually work with it, it, uh, it will actually uh, improve the health of the individual. Okay, and one last question. Um, we have a little bit of time. Who should help with nutritional needs? Uh, someone who's a structure function doctor. Mm-hmm. Someone who's, uh, you shouldn't, uh, uh, you're not going to get it from uh, the uh, health food store. They don't have the means to actually test that type of thing. Uh, you should actually be going to a doctor who actually understands that. And really someone who puts themselves out as a structure function doctor are really the people who should be uh, helping you to determine what your nutritional needs are. Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Prather, as always. Thank you, Lisa. Very interesting. We appreciate it. Thank you. The Prather Practice is located at 8902 North Meridian Street on the north side of Indianapolis, just south of the I-465 loop. If we can help you to achieve better health, we'd love to hear from you. Connect with our office at 317-848-8048. That's 317-848-8048. Join us again here next week or anytime on our website at thevoiceofhealthradio.com for The Voice of Health with Dr. Robert Prather.